The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Well, winning in a Yorkshire Derby must do something to your brain. I can even remember what episode it Welcome to episode 82 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, I dare say we're both in fairly good moods after this weekend, although we might be in a slightly more trepidatious mood when it comes to discussing this weekend's game. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. How's things, mate? Oh, pretty good. Like you say, just been in a good mood. We've, we've started the season well in these first three games. And I'm, I'm ready to be brought back down to earth. Yeah, and there is a very real chance of that, but we'll start, we'll keep ourselves in the happy mood at the start. Uh, a game that, one of the first games in a while, that, well, I'd say games in a while that we've been able to watch together, because I don't count the whole game. <laughs> yes. Because we uh, did watch that, but it was so bad that I don't think that qualified as football. I'm trying to forget that as quickly as possible, that game. Yeah. Sheffield United nil, Leeds United won. Uh, Obviously, we won it, which makes it brilliant for us. But I thought this was a pretty good game overall. Yeah, and I think it's the sort of test we we probably needed a, a team that had you know been, at least been in the Premier League for a year and solid mid table that they were at the end of last season. And it and it was it was a competitive game. We we for the first time this season defended something like we should be doing every week. Um, so th- this is probably the first one that's actually resembled. An, an actual football match of, of the three games so far. Yeah, I thought that this was really even for like maybe 65, 70 minutes. And then I thought I thought for the last 20 minutes we did get on top. Uh, but the biggest, defi- definitely the biggest chance and possibly the biggest two chances of the game went Sheffield United's way. Uh, and that gives a Melier save from Lundstrom's chance was as good a save as I've seen a Leeds United keeper make in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, realistically, Lundstrom should be scoring that. He, he needs to put that away. But yeah, you the, see, the I'd, I'd agree with you, but I bet that I bet that the XG, and I haven't looked, I bet it was like 0.3 or something. I bet it was lower than we'd think. I mean, I get that it maybe with him taking it first time, but mm. it's what, 12 yards out? Yeah, middle of goal, unmatched. Yeah. Um, Strong foot. The, the one thing, you, the, the thing you've got to give to Melier is, is how, the quickness of his reactions was was absolutely in, immense. He just, I, I didn't know people could move that fast. Yeah, especially when the limbs are that long, you'd think it'd take them a <laughs> bit longer to react. But no, that that was an absolute wonder save. But and he made another good one from. Uh, Damn it, I did it again. I just nearly called him Sam Baldock. George Baldock. <laughs> uh, I got a tweet on the Through It All Together account because I uh, I did the play ratings and like, the match report for it all at the same time. Yeah. And in both of them, I'd called George Baldock Sam Baldock. I just, I'd, I can't get it out of my head. I just keep doing it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I know he's a right back, but he was definitely in the centre forward position for this chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ball into his feet and he, he just rolled. Uh, it was Harrison one who tracked him all the way back, and he just rolled. Yeah. That was a good save as well, but not as good as the first one. Uh, our two big chances in the first half were Ailing and Dallas both had really good efforts from the edge of the box. Yeah, Ram, Ramsdale making uh, that's made quite a few diving saves in in this one, didn't he? Um, yeah, did fairly. Well. I think all all saves you'd expect him to make, but but still well made anyway. Yeah. But um, I thought that we we got on top late on, and obviously the goal was a it's a fantastic cross from Jack Harrison. Like it's it's a perfect ball, and I loved the interview afterwards of uh, Bamford saying, "I'm going to keep going between the centre back and the right centre back." Uh, there, well, it'd be their left centre back, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm going to keep attacking that space, and he did get on the end of three crosses and scored one of them. Yeah, there was the there was the one in the first half that uh, he had it over, and he seemed disappointed himself that he didn't do better with that one. No, well, we said in real time, didn't we? Because there was a, a bit on Twitter about oh, he should hit target with that, but I thought that was a good header. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought he did 
about as well as you could have done with it. Um, yeah, because the only chance you've got of scoring a sort of looping header from 14 yards out is if it's right in the corner. So if mm. you put it just over the angle, that's unlucky. It's a good header. And then... But the, the actual uh, header itself that he scored looked like a really good header in real time, but he sort of admitted that it wasn't the best header in the world. Yeah, yeah he, said he, got a, he said he got a bit of his nose on there, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, I think the thing I've... I quite liked his that came out afterwards was uh, the pictures of Luke Ayling's face in the background as the head is bouncing in. Yeah. Just... It's, it's, he looked... It, he knows. Luke he knows. He looks so delighted. Have you seen the wide shot with Harrison celebrating before it's gone in? No. Yeah, he puts the cross... He puts in the cross and he knows it's a perfect cross. And as soon... He, he puts his hands up just as, like, Bamford's head in it. Just as he's heading the ball, he's got both hands up in the air celebrating. The, th- the thing is, well, whenever you hear people talking about uh, winning headers, in, you know, especially in and around the six-yard boxes, that you, you meant to head it down. Mm. And that's fully what Ramsdale was expecting because he keeps going to his near post. Yeah, and and he, well, I mean, bam- he did head it down. He just headed it really well, down, yeah. so it bounced back up. He heads it, but he heads it back across goal, which yeah. is... Uh, which was nice and just sent, like I said, sent Ramsdale the wrong way. Yeah. And um, nice, what was it, 88th minute? 88th minute, I think it was, yeah. But I, I do think, like, a draw would not have been an unfair result, but I think if one team was going to win it, I think we did deserve to just nick it. Honestly, you know, admittedly, I've, I've only been watching Match of the Day, so I couldn't tell you over 90 minutes or 180 minutes. But... The, they are not. Pl- they did play like a team that haven't scored yet this season. No, it does seem like they've played a bit better than the record suggests so far. Yeah, they. I mean, I think for the whole, for the most part, like you say, sixty, seventy minutes, a fairly even game. I think I'd probably say there was a lot more attacking than I would have expected from this. Not in as much as I never thought we were going to try and play defensive, but I thought. I didn't think the game was going to be as open as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I still, I think in those last two championship games, and I know we, we dominated one game and they, yeah, they like I've, just, I've, I've just looked, there was 31 shots in the game. Yeah. And and I would not have expected that of, uh, of this fixture. No. I, I would have expected it to be more of a midfield battle than anything else, but yeah, clearly not the case. Yeah, um, the good thing in this game was I thought that pretty much all over the pitch were pretty good. I know Roberts got taken off at half-time and he did have a quiet game. But other than that, I think everyone was pretty good. And I thought it was definitely Rodrigo's best game in the league shirt. I know it's a small sample size, obviously. But I thought he was a lot more involved when he came on. Yeah, it's it's just getting him used to those repetitions now, isn't it? And essentially the patterns of play but it'd, it'd be interesting to see because you'd imagine with him not starting games I, I'm, I think more and more that he would probably play as a striker but Bamford's been in good form yeah, and I, and I assume that once Hernandez is, is fit that he'll go back in at 10 uh, you would think there's a chance we'll, we'll see with that because there's a certain French lad that might be after that spot um, no, no, he's got to wait. He's got to wait his turn. Yeah, he's got to uh, wait basically until Pablo says it's okay. The other performances I wanted to pick out were we don't need to talk that much about Dallas because it was quite well covered everywhere, including it was a was it Darren Fletcher on match of a day? Ah, uh, Darren, fair play to Darren Fletcher. Yeah. It's, it's, I actually really enjoyed listening to his analysis after games. I, I found that he spoke a lot more in depth than most players tend to on there. You see, I, I'd have to, I'll have to refrain from comment on that because the only one I really paid attention to from him that night was the Dallas stuff. Because mm. uh, yeah. I, was, I was watching it a bit behind live, sort of, so I was, I was skipping through to catch up. Uh, but I watched the late stuff. But he was absolutely all over the place. Played a bit of left back, but played sort of left centre mid in a holding two alongside Phillips. I say holding. Holding is not true. I mean deeper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, 
and he well, he's never one hundred percent comfortable at centre mid, but I think he was a lot more comfortable. But he was more comfortable than normal, I thought. Yeah, and, and again, I think this this might be that it suits him better with us playing in the league, where he's going to not come up against such a tightly packed midfield. You know, where he's not coming up against teams who have got ten men behind the ball at all times, and, and the game's going to be more open, and and that suits him a bit better. But I mean, Stuart Dallas, whatever ridiculous as it is now that wherever you put him on the pitch, there's a chance he's going to be arriving at the back post for a cross. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had that. That was the other big chance, actually, that we didn't mention when he went round the keeper from that long ball uh, and rolled it goalwards and Basham got back to clear. I mean, it was he did really well to get there and get round the keeper, but to be honest, it's on his strong foot. He's, he really should have hit that better. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs to do better with that. But there was the brief moment when Basham decides he's going to turn. And I yeah, thought, this is going in. If he just clears it left-footed, it's the easiest clearance in the world and he runs all the way around it. Yeah, he's, he's, he seems to let it run across him where it just goes... Pro- it's probably only an extra maybe two yards. But when it's only a total of five, that's 40% yeah. of the way to the goal. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it seemed really bizarre. Bear in mind that it was as if he then started this... Free, you know this lengthy run up field with it. it it seemed an odd decision for him to make and um one of those where you where you knew he was going to catch it but it's just that split second of oh what's he doing yeah the only other two things that i want to mention i want to mention sander berg for them because i thought he was really good in middle i thought it, it was one of the tougher things phillips has had to deal with in a while yeah, a lot, a lot went through Berger, didn't it? Yeah, that, he didn't seem game. to be that quick, but he seemed quick enough. Uh, but he seemed really strong when he was on the ball. Like if he went shoulder to shoulder with someone, he seemed to win it every time. Mm. Uh, and then back, back to us, I thought both Liam, Liam Cooper, obviously his two hundredth game, and I thought he played well, and I thought Robin Cock was really good as well. It was, it was nice, nice to make him captain for his two hundredth game as well. Yeah, as opposed to all the other games. Where he's... <laughs> Special occasion. Imagine yeah. that, because the opposite for that would be, well, we're going to take the burden off you for a game. We've come a long way from making you captain away at Bolton, haven't we? Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was quite nice to see those two playing and looking like they've actually had some time to train together. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're recording this on the Thursday. I'm not sure when it'll go up. It'll probably go up Friday. Uh, so with the, the under-23s play tomorrow, Friday, uh, I'm wondering if Lorente will start that and play 45 minutes to an hour and then be on the bench against Man City. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, yeah, he's done it before, hasn't he? Let's be also. Yeah. Uh, and as it's now 20 past six and nothing's been announced, I'm assuming we're not going to see the same with this next man. I said there was a certain Frenchman who... Uh, I think that it will be eventually Hernandez's spot that he takes and Hernandez will, you know, the, do the 30, 40 minutes off the bench thing again. But Mikhail Cuisance from Bayern Munich, I don't know if we talked about him at all last week because this one came quite quick. No, I don't, I don't think we did. I don't think he was on his list. I think it had sta- it had been rumoured because it got rumoured a while ago a little bit, but it's come through quickly. Yeah, uh, earlier it seemed very improbable. It seemed like Bayern really weren't interested in letting him go. Yeah, but it appears he kicked up a bit of a fuss. He went to him and said, uh, he didn't want to leave, but he said he wants to play. And if you can't guarantee me minutes, because he's had something like 10 league starts in two seasons. Yeah. He's, you know, he's had a bit off the bench and played in the Cups and stuff, but he wants to play. So, but And it sounds like that's been enough to get it done. But it sounds like it is pretty much done. Like when they asked Bielsa in the press conference about it, he said, I don't want to talk about him uh until he until he's our player. But he didn't say... The no. way he said it basically sounded like, we have signed him, we just haven't officially signed him yet. And he said, we don't want another Dan James situation. <laughs> uh, but it appears to be about £20 million. Uh, I have... I've mostly only... Seen, I've, I've, I think I've only seen him actually playing live once, maybe. I've, I'm more of a highlights person, but... Ev- for German football, but everyone who has seen him seems to really rate him. I mean, I can't, I can't claim to have seen any of him before. And but. Bayern fans are fuming as well. 
Well, usually a good sign. It's all right. He could be back. He could be back there within three years. Yeah. Well. Well, that's the thing. That hasn't been fully released yet. But it sounds like it's a five-year deal. And if it's a five-year deal, does that mean the buyback clause is a five-year deal? Or is that because that's one of the things with this buyback thing? I don't mind that it's a buyback clause. I don't like it because obviously we don't have control over that once it happens. If he's if he's absolutely world class this time next year. Well, not this time next year because window will be shut. But you know, like in ten months, then there won't be much we can do about it. But I dare say that if we wanted to get rid of this buyback clause, I bet it'd have been thirty odd million instead of twenty. Yeah, um, I mean, again, it's one of those things that tells you that even Bayern must think something of him to to put that in. Yeah, which which is which is always promising. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be disappointing if something like that happens. I can't, you know, it's not something that's ever really happened to Leeds before, has it? Um, not in this specific way, no. No. <laughs> I'm sure uh, maybe maybe John Lukic. No, I don't I think, know with his moves between Leeds and Arsenal. I think that we might get a few of these this summer because there's this is what it sounds like the Brewster deal is going to be because the cart sort loan moves from from Liverpool and it sounds like. Palace want to. I think it was Palace wanted to buy him, and they were willing to pay like eighteen million, and it was forty million buyback. Mm. And Sheffield United want him as well, and they're the favourites to get him, but they don't want the buyback clause, so they can't agree a fee. So I think that that's what he'll end up being. I think he'll. I think he's going to end up at Sheffield United for like eighteen million with a forty million buyback. And they, you would think if this is about twenty million, that the buyback clause is probably forty forty five. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing with the buyback clause. It's got it's got to be worth a while of, yeah. of the selling club, hasn't it? Yeah, as 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 I mean, obviously this is getting miles ahead of ourselves. We haven't even signed him yet. But but I thought you said he be, was good, Jack. Yeah, but the the only way that we can get annoyed by the sell by the buyback clause, in order for that to happen, you would think, at the very least, we've stayed in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, even if it all for them to want him back at whatever the inflated fee is above 20 million, he must have done all right and been playing a bit. And if that's the case and he's deemed good enough to go back to Bayern, we must have been doing all right as well. Yeah, so it could be an annoying thing, but I think as a newly promoted club, this was probably the only way to get this deal done. I miss I miss the simple days. If I'm being honest, of Quinn Williams goes through book, picks out name, yes, him on a free. Quinn Williams goes through book. He redacted due to lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, something. Carl Dickinson on loan. <laughs> something, yeah. something. Bullying. Something, something. <laughs> um, but no, it should be a really good signing and. Uh, the the thing with it is when you haven't seen them a lot, I've basically most of the people, a lot of people who I respect have been saying that he's great. Who are the people you respect? Uh, various stats people. <laughs> okay. Not limited to the all stats, aren't we, guys? Like John and Josh Hobbs and all of them. But, but I've seen it in a lot of different places. Oh, just because I've just flicked on a. I've just flicked on Twitter and I forgot to mention it. Ronaldo Vieira is going to Hellas Verona from Sampdoria. Yes, is that a step down? I don't know. In terms of the size, in terms of the size, in terms of size of club, definitely. I'm not sure how they both got on last season. I think Sampdoria did better of the two because I believe that uh, like Quagliarella is still banging in goals at the age of 58. Yeah. Um, the other links. We've been linked quite heavily with Todd Cantwell, but Leeds aren't making the right noises in that sense by the looks of it. And I can't see why we'd be getting Cantwell and Cuisance. I don't, I don't know. We seem to have money now, so we might as well just spend it on people. Yeah. And there was Isn't one... that how this works? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I know how it actually works is you don't have money and then you spend it. Uh... Yeah. Uh, and we have been linked with a young centre back from Hamburg today, Stefan Ambrosius, which is a great name. Yep. Uh, but like, 
you know, he's a young centre back. He's played like two first team games, and he's twenty one. Uh, but if if he came in, it would be a twenty three signing. So I wouldn't. I, think- I do feel like if the under twenty threes don't win something this season, this season has been a Sorry. waste. Sorry, this is just to show how live it is. At Sky Sports, Sky Sports Premier League, six minutes ago, Leeds end Cuisance interest. Oh. <laughs> the, player had ah. be- the player was in Leeds finalising a move to Ellen Road and the deal is off. Yes, I, I am now also looking at this. Um, um, I'm just going to quote tweet that saying there's going to be an odd moment. If, yeah, there's, got, there's going to be an odd moment about 20 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> well, he's always been shit. He's got an <laughs> attitude problem. <laughs> He is not fit to tie Seth Johnson's boots. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the attitude problem thing isn't actually is something that's rumored about him. Uh, so whether there's been something to do with that, um, dep- <laughs> we're recording this on a Thursday night. Depending on when they recorded it, the Phil Hay show is going to be interesting tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, it's all right. To be I honest, mean, I, I thought it was done by Monday. Anyway, I thought it was done because didn't um Rumenegger put Rumenegger put a uh, like goodbye thing to him, didn't he? Did he give him a cake? Because if he's not had the cake, then it's not official. Uh, a guy from German Sky is saying the deal fell apart between the clubs. But I mean, like Bayern said goodbye. Like they said he was going. Um, I mean, for, I know that, you know, journalists can be wrong and stuff, but Fabrizio Romano is like generally the best one for European transfers at the minute. And he said it's done, medical's done, contract till June 2025. I'm just waiting for him to rock up at like Newcastle and be fucking brilliant now. Oh well, there'll, there'll be more. Uh, so I was just saying how I can't see us signing Cantwell and Cuisance. Ah, Todd Cantwell's uh, back in the so game. What do you reckon to the potential signing of Todd Cantwell from Norwich? Um, yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know actually. It's, um. His manager did slag him off the other week, saying he doesn't score any goals and can't set up any any goals either. So yeah, when Farker said that, I went, "Well, he might not be coming to us, but he's definitely going somewhere." <laughs> it's I, I mean, it's a very stern kick up the ass at the very least. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm just a, uh, yeah, I'm just really confused. It's thrown <laughs> it's thrown this whole thing off, hasn't it? Yeah, like F- Phil Hayes just said. Report Sky in Germany reporting movers falling through, waiting for news at this end. Very strange. Rumenegger said his goodbyes to Cuisance yesterday. Unless, unless there's something like Corentin Taliso has torn his hamstring and now they're a centre mid down. <laughs> you know, that, I'm just trying to think of anything it could be. Um. And just as something else as well, um, the week in Tory is out for this week as well. If you, if you fancy some extra reading, yeah, uh, and, that's just and, come out. So it's and all now happening. That, and now that he's not coming, now that he's not coming, I feel confident in saying Mikhail Cuisance is a massive Tory. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. It shows that uh, the problem is that we have the information that it's fallen through, but we have nothing to do with why. So, like, it's not loads we can say about it, just that bugger. In fact, I'm just going to have to uh, drop a message to the other writers that threw it all together because I'm in the middle of doing this. 
Tom, Tom Spark has just uh, released the image of Cuisance just with a big X through his face. <laughs> Which I do quite like as a it's a nice touch. Um yeah, it's this is as close to being a news show than I think we're ever gonna get. Yeah. It looks like someone else is covering, fortunately. Um But yeah, moving I mean I don't really know how to transit I mean a deal has just fallen through and a place where it often looks like society has fallen through is Sunderland. Uh, the 23s won 3 1 at Sunderland the other day. I will have no one speak ill of Sunderland. I'll have you now. Yeah, I used to live there. I I lived with. I, I know some fine people from Sunderland. I met some awful ones as well. <laughs> Did you not meet some fine people in Sunderland, but none of them were from there? No, some of them were. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, say, not a majority. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying this as as Sunderland manager in the year 2026. So, yeah, but yeah. I, and our rivalry is dead now because I've been sacked by Newcastle for finishing fifth with the with the best uh, turnover to wage ratio in the league. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've very, suppose, you very much worked backs and and no. you got the sack as well. But in, in the game, they're owned by that Rahic guy that ran, that ran Bradford into the ground. So, Lovely. I suppose it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, 3-1 win at Sunderland under-23. Really good hat-trick from Sam Greenwood. Yeah, they they put the uh, they put the video up, didn't they, on, on Twitter of, of his hat-trick and some three very nicely taken goals. Yeah, I did watch the game live. You couldn't do much analysis-wise because the camera was at bucket height. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, but like, first goal was a really good through ball from Gellhart. Greenwood, good finish. Smashed in a free kick with his right foot. And then third goal, smashed one into top corner with his left foot. Leeds were miles the better side throughout. Uh, Capriel made one really good save. In, uh, that will have been in the first half. And then late on, Cody Drama. Drama got booked in the first half for something that was never a yellow. And then he got cynically booted up in air. And when he got up, he like gave him a faint shove in the chest, and he gave him a second yellow and sent him off. And then for their goal, it was a penalty, but it was a really bad goal kick from Capriel. He like ran up like he was going to just smash it up the pitch and tried to do a disguised pass to the left back and left it miles short. And Pascal Stroik tried to trace back and give away a penalty, but it wasn't his fault. It was it was a bad bit of goalkeeping. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I mean, there's not a great deal of transfer news other than obviously the Cuisson stuff. Uh, but Bryce Hassan has gone to Bradford for the season. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how much game time he gets. I assume he will probably just go back to being a fullback. Yeah, well, a uh, friend of the podcast, Mark Young, is a big Bradford fan and said they need a right back. And, and we gave them one. And if it works out, he could he, he may well stay there. Yeah, it could do. I say, I I think that he's definitely like he's definitely good enough to play at League Two or higher, from what I've seen of him. But you never know how they're going to react to all the first team football. And I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to play for Leeds. No, he's, uh, and I, I'm speaking as made, someone who quite likes him, from what I've seen. But has he made the bench before? He has been on the bench a couple of times, I think. Yeah, but it's. It's, it's yeah, he's not someone that seems to have made any real inroads towards the first team. Uh, um, and then there was, we'll get more of these over the next couple of days, you'd think. But uh, Stuart McKinstry has been called up for Scotland under 19s, Cooper obviously for Scotland, uh, Melier for France under 21s, Tyler Roberts for Wales, and Calvin Phillips has been called up by England again. Yes, for a, a 30 man England squad, because I didn't realise we were playing three games. I didn't realise it was a 30-man squad. I did realise we were playing three games. Yes. Wales, Belgium and Denmark. So we could have Phillips versus Roberts, where they both get injured. (laughs) (laughs) Because you would think there's a decent chance Cock will get called up. Although, to be honest, I'd rather he didn't. Yeah, let let him stay and train for a bit. Yeah. um, Obviously, Rodrigo will probably get called up as well. Uh, I doubt that Lorente will this time because Llorente uh, has been in the last couple of squads 
but he hasn't played a game for a few weeks. And if he's not going to be the starter, I'd I'd so much rather he had a week's more training. Yeah. I assume Alioski will be gone as well. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's weird. Everyone is now saying that it's because we couldn't a deal, agree a deal with Bayern Munich and it's not it's not Cuisance. Ah, so he's not a Tory then, is what we're saying. Mm, and we say <laughs> judgment. It's it's quite fun, like just going back to the internationals. It's quite funny looking at the England squad at the moment because I think because of the way they set up the team, obviously they list the players by position, but it it basically shows us only having six midfielders who are all the central midfielders. But it does make it look like a very unbalanced team when you just look and see a big list of defenders, a big list of strikers, and a couple of centre mids. Yeah. But like I said, uh, there's, there's Henderson, Mount, Phillips, Rice, Ward, Prowse, and Harry Winks are the, are the six central midfielders in the squad. So and if you'd it's imagine. Not like the last one, uh, they'll all get stuck in front of the uh, back four. I, uh, I can only assume that. The reason for having a thirty-man squad is there will be rotation going on. Um, I'm just wondering. We've been with the links to. Can you remember that night and Nandez from a uh, Cagliari, the Uruguayan? Vaguely. All the links to him came back yesterday out of nowhere, and I'm just wondering if maybe that's got something to do with the Cuisson deal falling through. Or Udinese have bottled it a bit in the DePaul stuff. Which, uh, apparently there was a thing from Graham Smith today saying that we never bid for DePaul and Leeds were using it as kind of a smokescreen. And I believe that he has been told that. I don't actually believe that. Because I don't see what's in it for DePaul. You know, the, the tease in the Leeds move. He gets to feel like a big man. I think that we might. I think there might be some retroactive storytelling going on there. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll probably break about ten minutes after we finish this. Yeah, it's normally how it works, right? Yeah, uh, Leeds fans are never going to believe Fabrizio Romano about anything ever again. <laughs> uh, the only other bit of news before we get on to the Man City game is what do you reckon to the third kit? Oh, big fan. I like it. It seems to have split opinion. Which it was always going to, because it's nearly red. I mean, it. Uh, <laughs> I love reading some of the some of the stuff that people put online about kits. And I look at, I, you know, I'm someone who I, I like to at least have one of the shirts from each season, if not more. But, you know, unless I, I don't particularly like a shirt, um, but but if you don't like a shirt, you just don't buy it. I think you know you kind of move on. And I think now we've got to a point in football where I was going to say third kits, but even away kits now are, are always going to be a little bit different. I mean, you just look at how popular last season's away shirt was, being grey and hot pink. Yeah, I, I, when I first, when we first released that kit, I just thought it was okay, and now I love it. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic shirt, and I think a similar thing might happen with this maroon one. I'd, I'd like to. I mean, I've, you you showed it to me yesterday. I decided to, we were going to go down to Ellen Road because when I say stuff like this, it makes it sound like me and you live together and are madly in love. And and one of those is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you I, guys decide which one's which. Um, but you yeah you showed me the you showed me the kit just before we set off and I, I quite like it. I like something a little bit different. And it, it, you know, it got over the only real hurdle that was ever going to be with the maroon shirt. Is it actually red? And it's not. Yeah. No, that's all. That, I was saying the same thing on Twitter. My only worry going in was that maroon was a marketing way of saying red to Leeds fans. But it isn't. It's not even close. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. Um, one thing that we might be less pleased with is Leeds United's results, uh, you know, just after half seven on Saturday. Uh, I must. I was. I did get one bit of joy out of this already. 
I was watching a game and, you know, when they advertised the next games at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And it just said Leeds v Man City. And I thought, God, that reads a lot better than Leeds v Reading. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's top of the championship, Reading. I know. With their 25 first-team coaches. Yeah, that picture. They've had as many coaches as they did players over 21. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Saturday half five, Man City at home. They have three points from two league games because they they missed the first week. Three uh, one win at Wolves, and then at the weekend they got beat five two at home by Leicester. In I didn't see all of this game. Uh, I, but I saw like what the first hour. I think it was weird. Leicester with a there was Leicester weren't in the game for twenty five thirty minutes. And then they suddenly managed to start hitting them on the break and they didn't know what to do about it. Yeah, I mean, the, the City team at the moment, that, and I'm not going to pretend I've done, I've done a lot of research into this, but... But the, luckily, the, you, might, you might see. <laughs> um, they, they're struggling without an out-and-out striker, I think is the big... And, you know... One of the things I, w- I was really looking forward to doing this season was seeing Leeds against Sergio Aguero, yeah. and not in a not in the way of just seeing him tear us apart. Just I, I'm a massive fan of Sergio Aguero as a striker. I, th- I think he's one of the best strikers I've ever seen. I am also a huge fan. I am delighted that he's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it got to the point where is it Liam Delap? What's his yeah. Fit? Yeah, Liam Delap, Rory's kid. Uh, I'm assuming he won't start, but I think he is the only fit out and out striker I've got because Jesus is injured as well. Yeah, but I, I, I would expect Sterling. Hour, yeah, I would expect Sterling to start up top. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, even saying that they don't have any fit strikers, when you've still got the attack line of of players like Sterling, like Mares, um, Foden. You know, it's it's not bad. It's good to have options. Yeah, we do, they have got a few. Um, you can tell Jack's furiously reading through Twitter while this is going on. Yeah, I'm just it's because I'm I, I, if someone break, I don't want to miss it if it breaks before we finish. If we finished, fair enough, it happens. <laughs> but I don't want to miss out. Um, they have signed a centre-back for 60-odd million, uh, Ruben Diaz from Benfica, who I don't watch Portuguese football. He's good on FIFA and he's good on football manager. Uh, and I believe Otamendi's gone the other way. You would be surprised if he started this weekend, though. Yeah, I probably wouldn't throw him in quite that early. Yeah, And I think Laporte is still out. Uh, is John Stones fit? I don't know if it would matter if he was. Do you think, it, cause in that case, it's probably Nathan Ake and Eric Garcia? Yeah, because it was, it was Garcia. Eric Garcia's dying to go to Barcelona and only has one year left on his deal. Well. Uh, so, yeah, if you could play him while he's really distracted, that'd be great. Uh, it'll be... It's, look, don't get me wrong. This is Man City. And they have, for my money, the second best player in the world in the middle in the attacking midfield role. Uh, yep, KR. Yeah, There's yeah, someone I, who I clearly forgot about KDB. Yeah, I think De Bruyne has got ahead of Ronaldo at this point. I'd st- Messi's still the best, but like I am terrified of De Bruyne, and it, that, Phillips is going to be on De Bruyne all game. He has to have the game of his life, does Phillips? Yeah, it's going to be for a number of players. It's going to be a very big test. I'm, I'm not exactly looking forward to seeing Liam Cooper up against Raheem Sterling. Yeah. So it just jumped into my head. I wonder if that's why. Be I mean, be, I didn't think anything of it at the time because Bielsa's always coy about transfers. But I wonder if that's why he was so coy about it in the press conference. You've got to let it go, Jack. We've just we've got to move on now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. He's never he never played for us. It's not like we've lost someone. <laughs> but when you've had him in the building, <laughs> um, 
It was a poor man's Harvey Barnes. At least he did it over the course of a weekend rather than just out of nowhere. Uh, their team will be interested. Obviously, it'll be provided everyone's fit. Edison in goal. You would assume. You would. The, I was going to say you'd assume Benjamin Mendy left back because Zinchenko's still out, isn't he? So I don't think they've got another one. Uh, right back, I think Cancelo's still injured as well. So Walker, Ake, and Garcia. I wonder then, because they have switched to sort of a four-two-three-one this season. It'll be a sign of a lot of respect if they play Fernandinho and Rodri. I mean, you've got to start Bamford, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> this is not who I thought we'd be talking about last season. Yeah, that's true. actually there's a thought. There's a thirty-man squad, and he ain't called up Bamford or Jack Harrison. Yeah. Or Luke Ayling. Called up Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Should call up Bamford. Yeah, what's he done this season? Yeah. I mean, Bamford could have scored back-to-back hat-tricks. <laughs> no problem, he just didn't want to. He was too busy yeah. doing his defensive work. <laughs> uh, out wide, it'll be interesting. Obviously, they've got shitloads of options, especially when signing that Ferran Torres and stuff. Uh, Mares and Foden, Maybe. But they've got a fair few options there. Yeah, they've in the yeah the, that attacking midfield lineup is is a bit of a who's who, isn't it at the moment? It's decent. Yeah, it's fair to say that. By the way, I'm just noticing in the table that even though they, I know they've played the game less and it's early, but it's weird seeing Man City and Man United 13th and 14th. I could get used to it. Yeah, especially the especially the fourteenth bit. Yeah, the um, I th- and then yeah, as we said, I reckon it'll be Sterling up front. Uh, like oh, Laporte was on the bench actually last time out. Uh, so I would think it'll probably be, even though they're both left sided, I reckon it'll probably be Ake and Laporte then. And Zinchenko was back on the bench, so there's a chance he might come in too. Because I'm not sure if he'll want to play Benjamin Mendy against his dad, Marcelo Bielsa. Oh, yeah. Because he does, he loves him more than anyone in the world, doesn't he, by the looks of it? Yeah, it's, um, it's quite, it'd be quite nice, actually, just having, you know, us having this man in charge that Premier League managers have been speaking so highly of for years. And now we are one of those Premier League teams. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, obviously no Jack Harrison, but uh, Bielsa pretty much, as we guessed before, and anywhere when we mentioned this yesterday, uh, Bielsa said, Alioski can do as good a job. So it's going to be Alioski that comes in. Uh, the only other real bone of contention is, does Roberts drop out for anyone, be it Rodrigo or this would be unlikely, but or Shackleton and he plays with two actual number eights. I, uh, off the back of the the Sheffield United game and the whole game, and I know we're trying to forget the whole game ever happened, but there's not a lot that you would take from that that would make you think you'd want Roberts playing against Man City. Now, the the one thing Roberts has of Rodrigo based is it, on the recent... Is it his back heel? Well, he does love a back heel, but he tends to get them long half the time. No, it's a, he does seem to know know his position off the ball a lot better. Like, he seems to... Rodrigo, when he is having to do this man-to-man marking at the moment, he seems to get lost. And we got away with it when he got lost against Fulham. Yeah. If he gets lost against uh, Man City, that could be a much scarier proposition. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather stick to the system. You know, I'm not a massive fan of as as having two eights anyway. Like, like you know, I think it works against Sheffield United, but in this sort of game, I'm not sure I'd want to see a Dallas click central midfield type thing going on. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like you say, the the options at the same time, because it, it, Hernandez is probably going to be another week or so before he's available. So uh, it, it's probably likely that you'd go with that you'd go with Roberts, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rodrigo in this sort of game. Yeah, so I, I think I'd prefer to see Rodrigo, but I think it will be Roberts. And I think it'll change at half-time. I think it'll change at half-time, even if Roberts has played well. Yeah, he does love a half-time substitution, which, which to be honest, I'm, I'm very big on. Yeah. So, it seemed to work. Yeah, these are... Obviously, these got hammered by Leicester, so they're fairly shit. Um, <laughs> you know, long mid-table side. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, I am going to go with, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say a one, no, I'm going to get a two all draw. Two all draw. I've got to be honest. I think they're going to be fucking fuming after the Leicester game. I think they're going to be well up for this. We need to not concede in like the first 10 minutes. And I know that we thought that with the Liverpool game. But this one, I really think we need to not consider. I think if we can keep in the game, they will start to worry. And their defence has been poor enough lately that I think we will get some chances. But I just, I can't see how we can keep them out with that amount of quality up front. So I I think we're going to get, I'm going to go really high scoring. I'm going to say we lose 4-2. Oof. So the Sheffield United game was just a reprieve then, was it, for the defence? Yeah, pretty much. I Even without them having either of their proper strikers, I just think their pace and movement, like, as good, as well as Dallas has done at left-back, I can't see how he's going to stop Mares or Ferran Torres or Foden or Sterling if he plays wide. And... As good as Calvin Phillips is, and I rate him massively, I don't back anyone to do a good job on De Bruyne. Like, I don't, not one holding midfielder in world football. With Stuart Dallas, I've sort of come to the conclusion that he's able to adjust his pace somehow to whoever he's playing against so that he's not, he's not faster than them. He's just as he quick. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, it, I still find it when he scored that goal against Stoke last season. I still try and figure out where he got that pace from. Yeah. Because I still just remember him coming in and me thinking, oh, it's Rob Snodgrass 2.0. But now he seems to be faster. And I don't yeah. know how. Yeah, well, with that will take us to about the end. It hasn't been a long one, which we knew it wouldn't be. But. I suppose if we're going to take one thing out of it, at least it didn't happen just after we finished. It's okay, I'll sign tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it turns out that the thing that they told Graham Smith was what that was the smokescreen and DePaul's signing tomorrow. I, I mean, it'd be interesting. It's weird, all this transfer stuff. I don't, I've, I've still not quite got my head around it. Yeah, can we not go... I did see, well, I've seen a few people on the back. just, so when are we going to get Gary Hooper and things like that? <laughs> yeah, he's, he seems to be one of those names that everyone seems to go to in, in reference to when we were shit. Yeah. But after that breaks, I'd keep an eye on the, I'll tell you what, even though he's not really a number eight, I, I would love us, I, I would love us to go for that Coop Miners. I think he's, I think he looks a great player. Just get them all in. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just let's fuck doing a Fulham. Let's do a Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> let's get the manager that we have been praising because the one thing you don't need to do is spend a shitload of money because he improves everyone. And let's spend two hundred and twenty million and go down. <laughs> and he puts them all on the bench. <laughs> and, and walk the under twenty threes league because none of them get in the team. <laughs> Uh, just, so, just wait just wait till like Cantwell comes in and then Forshaw gets fit again and Cantwell drops out the squad 
Yeah. Horshell's got to be on the bench, mate. Uh, may- maybe that's it. Adam Forshaw has made has made the full recovery yeah. now. Maybe Forshaw's got through a training session and Bielsa's gone, nah, fuck that, bin him off. <laughs> Save yourself a few quid here, mate. Be fine. Yeah. I was trying to come up with a who needs croissant we've got and then some breaded product based on Forshaw, but <laughs> my brain isn't working quickly enough to do something like that. Yeah. No, I've got nothing. Yeah. And so have Leeds from Bayern Munich. Uh, so that'll do us for episode, damn it, I knew it at the start of the episode, 82, 82, <laughs> 82 of the podcast. Uh, the stuff we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is throughitalltogether.sbnation.com and on Twitter at THRU, it's all L-U-F-C. If anyone's got anything they want to write, it's THRU, it's all L-U-F-C at gmail.com. Uh, we've, had fa- we've had quite a few people looking to put stuff up, whether it's one-off things or writing more regularly, we're good for either. There's no money in it, though, so if you're trying to make money out of it, go to other places, because I would not want to... I don't like that we can't pay people. It sucks. But I don't own it. Um, he just relays that message. Yeah, it just, it just comes from above me and goes there. Uh, we even, on twi- wouldn't even refund you for the fucking whole game. Yeah, that's true. I had to pay a tenner to watch that shite. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. Do all the subscribing and leaving reviews and things like that. Uh, I'd say it helps, but I think we're beyond help. If I'm honest, I have I have been before we started this podcast. What writing fake reviews? Oh no, beyond help. Oh, just being beyond help. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Seven oh o'clock. no, I've stopped, I stopped writing those a while ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, I reckon that'll do us unless you vote to add Casey. No. Right, cool. I've been Jack. <laughs> I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.